Ah, you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Tuesday. The darkness is supposed to be past you. Halloween was last night. This is supposed to be the new beginning and getting to November, but for a couple folks in sports today, it turns into Black Tuesday. Folks losing their jobs, teams moving on, but also trade deadline day in the NFL, a big day in college football. We're obviously around here getting ready for the last four games of the Longhorn schedule. There's a lot going on, plus a bit of a shocking Monday night football result for some last night. We'll get into all of that today and continue to clean up college and pro football from the weekend. It is Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. Welcome to November. I am Chad Hastings, joined as always by the one and only Isaiah Collier. Zay, how are you? I'm kind of salty, Chad. I forgot about waking up early in the morning and getting my half-off candy from the leftover Halloween (laughs) candy and sale, whatever you're supposed (laughs) to get today. And now I bet you H-E-B, they're all sold out. Is that what you normally do? You get up early? Oh, yeah. On November 1 and go get the candy? Yeah. Well, usually... That's a good idea. Well, usually I would be doing B&E. So right after B&E, I rush to H-E-B and... Today, now, since your boy has a different life, Mm. I forgot. Man, I I feel kind of responsible for that. It is kind of on you. It is kind of on you. So that means you should bring me a big bag of Reese's tomorrow. We're all good. (laughs) I need to go get a bag of candy when we're done. (laughs) We're all all good. Is that what you're saying? All right. November the 1st, we hope you had a good Halloween, a safe Halloween. Hope all the kids had a great time. Hope all the Reese's and Kit Kats and Twix and Skittles and everything was out there uh, that you needed. Uh, and we hope you had uh, had a great one last night. By the way, let's just give one more shout-out to a Halloween tradition that Zay and I both not only talked about yesterday, but we both partook yesterday. I texted my wife as I was driving home, and I said, hey, Halloween, Sonic Corn Dogs. <laughs> what do you think? And I knew uh, I always know I married the right woman, but she shot back with, "Yeah, I'll take two and a cherry limeade." So, okay, here we go. So I got her two. I got me three, and yeah, dinner cost like two fifty. Oh, dinner was amazing last night. Your boy, we ran that up. Ten corn dogs. Dude, you went with the ten box. Ten corn dogs. That's right. Wife only had two. I had about three of them things. I got about five waiting at the crib. Can't wait till we get off. Nice. Oh, yeah. Somebody talked about the air fryer putting it in that. I'm definitely going to do that. Yep. So, yeah, I, that was my fault for talking about the limit yesterday. They ain't no limit. No limit. You could have went like 50 corn dogs deep if you wanted to. It was so beautiful when I when I said five in the drive through. They put it up on the screen, you know, and it popped up at like 50 cents a piece, and then they actually put the discount in there for me, so yeah. I could see how whatever it was the five dollars I was saving or, yeah, it was or good. whatever. Yeah, shout out to those Sonic corn dogs. I uh, got myself a nice puddle of mustard and then just went after those bad boys while watching uh, a little bit of football last night. So, good stuff. Yeah, I forgot. You're not a ketchup guy with the, with the corn dog. No, no. I go straight up yellow mustard if I can. Yo, the certain sweetness that comes with the Sonic corn dog with the ketchup and the mustard, game changer. So you do, you. You, you do a combo. Yeah, you got to do a combination. So I need to stir. Yeah, you can stir. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a pour on top. I'm not okay. I'm not a dipper. It's, oh, I yeah, see. I'm real bougie with my corn. Do you like to make sure you get every that's bit of everybody? Right. Okay. That's right. You do it. You do it state fair style. Yeah, where you're getting it on there. There yeah, you go. Exactly. So now the only way the state fair could get better for you is if they replace the Fletchers with the Sonic corn dog. Yeah, I'll be good with that. There you go. Yeah, or add Sonic. Can, they can compete. 
Can you imagine if the Sonic corn dog was as big as the Fletcher's corn dog? Oh man! Now yeah. that'd be heaven. That yeah. would be heaven. That was good stuff last night. Whether you were killing uh, Sonic corn dogs or all the Halloween candy, we hope you had a good one. A uh, lot of stuff going on, as I mentioned, in sports. And uh, let's just jump right in here. Spec set piece. We will start with a little NFL, but there's also some job stuff to mention today. The Spec Set Piece is brought to you by Specs Wine, Spirits, and Finer Foods. The biggest saves of the match start at Specs, official partner of Austin FC. Specs, the fun starts here. All right, before we get to what Cleveland pulled off last night, we were already going to mention a couple things, but now they're starting to pile up a little bit. There's NFL kind of news and notes because it is trade deadline day, and the biggest news I've seen so far today is TJ Hawkinson. The tight end from the Lions is going to, wait for this one, Minnesota. What a get. In, in division. What a get. I just, I mean, on behalf of all Lions fans, a question for my Aggie brother, Dan Campbell. Dude, what the hell? What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really get it either, but hey, you need to clean the house or whatnot, then... Throw him to the Vikings, who just got a lot better and one of the most underrated tight ends in the National Football League. Went to Iowa, basically tight end university with George Kittle and a couple other guys in the league from mm-hmm. Iowa. But, yeah, Hawkinson, he could go, and he's a problem in a mismatch nightmare, and that's going to free up a lot of space for guys like, you know, Justin Jefferson, guys like Dalvin Cook, guys that are having pretty good seasons, and now Kirk Cousins just has another weapon to throw it to. So there are multiple reasons you'd want to do that, the obvious football reasons. Also, I'm seeing Adam Schefter reporting that Vikings tight end Irv Smith is expected to be sidelined eight to ten weeks with a high ankle sprain. Another reason they would want to do this. Uh, also, it was pointed out on uh, online today that because of this, the Cowboys will now face Hawkinson twice in a four-game period. Because they just would have faced him in the Lions game, and the Cowboys play the Vikings coming up in uh, in a couple weeks after the bye. So uh, they'll go bye week and then pa- at Packers at Vikings. So Hawkinson to the Vikings. Yesterday, late in the show, we talked about Roquan Smith, the talented linebacker from the Bears, going to Baltimore. And of course, CMC to the Niners would be another big story uh, trade-wise as we are here at the deadline. Throughout the day, we'll let you know what we are hearing. Also, Zay, right as we're about to go on the air, you let me know, and we'll get to a, a firing in the NFL, but an even bigger one in the NBA today. Yeah. Steve Nash, one of my favorite players ever, just got fired as the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. And we saw this coming, or at least I definitely saw this coming. I didn't think it would be not even 10 games in, but I probably saw it coming around after Christmas. Mm. Like, I thought they would have a horrible Christmas game, and then everybody would see that on Christmas Day, and then they would fire him. But they said, we're not even going to get to that point. And... Steve Nash, I don't even think he got a fair shot at this. I mean, look at everything the Brooklyn Nets went through during his tenure. They tried to get James Harden with Kyrie and KD, and that didn't work. COVID happened, and we all know how Kyrie got with COVID, not getting his shot, not being allowed to play. So now Steve Nash has to deal with all that, answering questions where, hell, he was—he just wants to focus on basketball. This is your 
first time being a head coach, you don't want to deal with all the drama and stuff that comes with it. Like, that's, that's the last thing you want to do. So he didn't get the fair shot. They traded for Ben Simmons with James Harden to see if that would work. Ben Simmons has problems now. And then <laughs> he's hurt all the time. And he's in his head. It's just there's so much you got to deal with, and now it falls back on your head coach. And he, I don't think he got a fair shot. He took his team what, to the Eastern Conference Finals and <laughs> was mm-hmm. one foot away. Kevin Durant gets his big-ass foot off the <laughs> off the three-point line. They go to the finals, and who knows what. He could be a champion, and you wouldn't even be talking about him today. But, hey, one bad miss, and this is what happens. So I don't know if he'll land on his feet. You know, sometimes, especially in the NBA, sometimes these superstar guys, they're not the best coaches. I don't give a damn if you're a point guard or not. Magic Johnson was a point guard, horrible coach, terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got there's a certain way that you got to be able to relate to guys. And if you're such a superstar back in your playing days, there's just some things you don't get. You know, I, like Chauncey Billups, on the other hand, he was not necessarily a superstar. He was a very good player, borderline Hall of Famer. But him at Portland, I think that's going to work because he can relate to everybody because he was he fit every single type of player. At one point in time, he was a bench guy. At one point in time, he was the main attraction, main guy on the championship team. So when you when you're able to relate to every single type of player, it helps. Steve Nash. Nobody can relate to Steve Nash except for that no big three. Everybody else, they can't do that. So it didn't work out. Will he get another job? We'll see, and we'll see how the Nets do from here on out. And maybe Steve Nash gets to exhale a little bit because he also doesn't have to deal with all of the latest Kyrie Irving off the court. Oh, yeah, yeah. That ain't ain't good There's extra stuff piling up there, too. So Steve Nash has been fired today. Also, we talked this week about – the, the, the last week about the big story in Indy where Sam Ellinger got his chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL for the first time. Well, now his offensive coordinator has been fired. Technically, that that guy is Marcus Brady. Uh, Brady had been um, promoted to that spot in 2021 when Nick Sirianni leaves for Philadelphia. If you don't know that history, Frank Reich and Sirianni have been close for a long time. Sirianni was there. You know, calling all the plays in Indy, helping Reich out. He gets the gig in Philly. Ultimately, they end up promoting Brady. But, Zay, it's been Reich calling plays. So there's, I think, a little bit of confusion as to what's going on here. This is a little bit of a surprising story, I think, to Colts fans. And then I'm reading a sentence in this story today that really might explain things but also complicate things. The sentence is, Reich, in a decision influenced in part by owner Jim Ursay, made the move to second-year quarterback Sam Ellinger last week. Oh, I don't like that. Uh-oh. That, that's, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's not what you want. Uh, that, that you don't want the meddling owner situation uh, going in. So one week after they bench Ryan, they end up firing Marcus Brady. So all that going on as we get started today, as we continue to dig through a little pro and college football, yeah, yeah, Chad, cleaning up stuff. Yeah, Chad, I hope that's not the case. I hope that it's not one of those Robert Griffin with the Shanahan situations mm-hmm. where they really want Kirk Cousins to play. Luckily, 
there's no one young and up and coming that they're waiting on for Sam. You know, like, you know what Nick Foles is going to bring to the table. You already said that Matt Ryan's done for the year. So Sam could have a clear mind on I could take some of these mistakes that a lot of quarterbacks maybe don't have the luxury of taking. And I could get better by getting more and more reps and not looking over my shoulder every uh, every time you make a bad pass, you know, because that's a lot of young quarterbacks. They just don't get that luxury to go out and ball free, you know, free mindedly just because the NFL is so quick to get rid of guys who aren't performing on the field. So. The fact that Matt Ryan is done for the year, Sam doesn't have to worry about that. And the fact that Nick Foles been there, done that, I don't feel like they're waiting for Nick Foles to come up and make a play or make a move into the starting lineup. I think that allows Sam to be comfortable in the QB1 spot and finish out the year uh, successfully. Somebody texted in, remember the Specs text line is there for you, 337-3776, said it seems like every announcer, radio and TV, not in Austin, pronounced Sam's name with the soft G, not the hard G. It really got annoying. Brutal. Yeah, we need to make sure that everybody knows yes. Ellen Gurr. Ellen Gurr. Gurr. Grr. Get your grr. He's, he's bad as hell. Grr. Grr. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. When he runs you over, Ellen Grr, damn it. Yeah. There you go. See, that's just like the uh, like the community that I live in has a the spelled E-L-G-I-N. There's a city up in Illinois that they pronounce Elgin. But in Texas, you go hard. Elgin. Elgin, yeah. Right? There's no J. Yeah. So same thing here uh, with uh, Sam Ellinger. Uh, let's get that grr in there. Uh, somebody else uh, texted in the Lions are stockpiling picks for a quarterback next year. Somebody else asking, does anyone really believe Jerry when he says Dallas is working on a couple of trades? The clock ticking, Jerry. Yeah. The clock is ticking. Is Yeah. Is the Hankins move enough? Do the Cowboys feel like they have to make a move? They just saw Philadelphia make a move. They're watching Minnesota make a move. So two teams in the conference. Heck, San Francisco. All the teams we talked about. Making the CMC move. Like, all the teams we talked about that are in the Cowboys' way of their true destination, that's getting to the Super Bowl, they're all making moves. All of those teams. Yeah. And they're all scarier now. Right. Way yeah. scarier. Might be something the Cowboys want to pay attention to uh, and uh, and go out and, and grab themselves uh, a piece to help out. Today is trade deadline day in the NFL. Oh, now here's an interesting text. Say somebody says, try the Sonic Signature Sauce Delicious. Sonic has their own sauce? They have their own sauce? Hmm. I didn't know that. I have to look into that. Hmm. I yeah. Usually, I usually grab packets of mustard, or, m- mustard and or ketchup and I'm gone. Yeah, I'm just an OG guy like that too. Hmm. Sonic Signature Sauce. Hey, the day I found out Chick-fil-A had something called Chick-fil-A sauce, it changed my life. Yeah. Love the Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'll ch- mix it up at Chick-fil-A. The honey roasted barbecue sauce, that's my go-to. Ooh, that's good, too. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll mix it up. So uh, Very good. All right, so Sonic Signature Sauce, I will give it, a, give it a try. I did not try the new burger I saw on the board. I didn't want to be the guy to do a burger and three corn dogs, but they have something right now. Let me see if I get this right. It was called a steak... Butter bacon burger. Sounds dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get it. I stayed away. I stayed away because I was going with the corn dogs. That sounds dangerous. That was my way of dieting yesterday. It was just doing the three <laughs> corn dogs. All right. So uh, lots of stuff going on today, football wise. How about those Cleveland Browns last night? 32 32- 
13. Zay, I said it yesterday. If Cleveland, or excuse me, if Cincinnati wins that game and goes to five and three, we'll probably think about them differently. Really sluggish performance for the Bengals. That game was there to be taken in the first half. And they just couldn't make their move. Eventually, Cleveland did. Running backs look good. And Jacoby Brissett got himself a nice win. Jacoby Brisket, baby, just getting the job done. And, yeah, he, I know he has his ups and downs, but I love his demeanor. Everywhere he's been, he probably learned that in New England and being behind Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo, just how to carry yourself as a quarterback because he looks like – he knows what he's doing, even though sometimes he messes up. And them being successful has a lot to do with giving Nick Chubb the ball, who 23 carries for 101 yards with him and Kareem Hunt, which yeah. watch out for Kareem Hunt. Will somebody make a move on him today? We'll see. He did demand a trade before the season started. But, yeah, they handled their business yesterday against the Bengals, which I said – how will Joe Burrow be without Jamar Chase? Even though he was 25 for 30, 35, it was still a certain disconnect where he was like, okay, where's he at? You know, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow, he's been sacked so many times during his young career, and Jamar Chase really helped, you know, get through those types of things where he held on to the ball maybe too long. When you got Jamar Chase on your team, he could get open and different routes and just different angles. So you benefit off that. Now that he's gone, he's going back to the Joe Burrow where he held the ball maybe too much, and they took advantage of that. So it's it with, with what the Ravens did yesterday by getting Smith, yeah. now it's like, okay, and we got Jamar Chase out another three weeks. Now he's not on IR, which is good for them. So maybe he might come back sooner. But at the end of the day, with what Baltimore did, it looks like they're going to run the North in the AFC. Cincinnati targeted 10 guys in the game. He was trying. Without tra- Chase, he was yeah. trying. No, he was. He was trying to find the combinations. Six targets for Higgins. We talked about him yesterday. I forgot Hayden Hurst is on that team. Of course, Tyler Boyd. Joe Mixon got nine targets. You mentioned Mixon yesterday and that they were going to throw him the ball. I didn't think it was going to be nine targets, though. He made yeah. seven catches, man. Mixon was asked to do a lot last night, but uh, they couldn't quite do enough. Uh, by the way, 37 minutes of time of possession for the Browns. Zay, there's a lot of teams winning old-style football games right now. It is hard to score sometimes when you do not have the football, and there are multiple pro and college teams just going with that theory. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. If you have an offensive line that can move the ball and just be methodical and play that slow type of game, then, hey, do it. I mean, these defenses, they're taking away the deep ball so much now. You you have to get back to that grit and grind game sometimes. And hopefully we could see that with the Texas Longhorns these next four games with B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson, which there is another player meeting. I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. Two player meetings. That's uh, the first one was good. So we'll look at it, look at it like that. The first one was good. It worked there the was first a, time. Yeah. It worked the first time. You got a big dub. Now we got another player meeting. Let's see how it goes. But yeah, if you got an offensive line that could make plays and make plays for your running back, then give your running back the ball. Who cares about all this new age spread stuff? Give it to your wide receivers, which Amari Cooper. Did have a really good game. Five catches, 131 yards. Y'all miss him, by the way? Mm, Y'all miss him? At times, yes. <laughs> at times, yes. When I see him do that, yes. 
know you do. Yeah. That play that he had, that goal on fade, man, the release that he had on that, just the footwork. It's like, gosh, Jerry, you gave him up for nothing. But, right. hey, Amari Cooper handling his business. And, yeah, if if the Browns could somehow finesse a few more games and Deshaun Watson can come back and understand that Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are the main guys and should be the main focus on this team where he could get in play action like Jacoby Brissett and maybe make some plays, then look out for the Browns. But I, I still think with uh, what the Ravens did with Smith, they're the team to beat in the North. Wouldn't have expected this. Joe Burrow had a 96.4 rating in the game, which is pretty good. Jacoby Brissett blew it out of the water. 133.7 on his passer rating last night. You mentioned the uh, the 17 to 22, but two, 278. So 22 pass, excuse me, 23 pass attempts as a team. 44 carries for the Cleveland Browns last night. Mm. They they are three and five now. Four and four for Cincinnati. Uh, so that was a bit of a shocker on Monday Night Football. Obviously, you didn't get Monday Night Baseball. They'll move that one to tonight. We'll mention that a little bit. Both teams may reset the pitching a little bit because of the now kind of extra day off. They're going to push everything back one day. So instead of games six and seven, instead of it being a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then they come back for, I guess that would have been a Friday, Saturday, game six, seven, it's going to be now Saturday, Sunday, if we go game six and seven back in Houston. But we'll get to all of that. Plenty of football to dig through. Zay mentioned the Longhorns as they get ready for Kansas State. Yes, another players-only meeting did happen. We'll try to figure out what that means. Continue to clean up Week 9, and tonight is the first college football playoff rankings. Some of it seems easy. There's one decision they're going to have to make that may be a little controversial. We'll get into all that. Hope you're having a good Tuesday. Welcome to November. This is The Horn. Perfect choice for you because it's just outside of my time frame. Um, is this that that uh, rock into the night, rocking into the? Is that this song? It's called Rocking Into the Night. Rocking Into the Night. Okay. Ooh. Oh man. Foreigner? Huh? Is it Foreigner? No. 38 Special. 38 Special. So close. Oh, man. Now I can hear it now. 38 Special. Those beautiful bearded bastards. Happy uh, Movember, by the way. That's a good band. Go back and look at some 38 Special. They were doing Movember before Movember was even a thing, man. (laughs) They had some incredible beards back in the day. 38 special getting us started. 
Chad and Zay on a Tuesday. Lots of uh, little sports headlines and big sports headlines being sprinkled everywhere. TJ Hawkinson's going to Minnesota, so the Cowboys are going to have to face him again in a couple weeks. You've got firings in the NFL with the offensive coordinator of the Colts. Not as big a story, but I guess with the Sam Ellinger story around here, maybe people are watching that one. Um, so that's Marcus Brady that technically got fired. Maybe a, a little bit of a scapegoat situation in Indy. They got some weird stuff going on there. And the Nets have fired Steve Nash. So all that's out there. Plus, you got NFL trade deadline day. Will the Cowboys make any kind of move? Because the Niners. Eagles and Vikings have all just made a move uh, with some impact to it, not to mention some of the stuff we're seeing in the AFC. The Cowboys are uh, are staring at, at teams making moves in the NFC. So we've hit all of that today. We want to remind you, uh, we'll tell you about some good news for a Longhorn after I tell you about tonight's Under the Lights. Special time tonight at 8 o'clock. They're going to be out at Bush's Chicken on 620. Come on out. Coach Jeff Cheatham of Round Rock, Miles Brophy of Cedar Ridge, Fred Dale of Anderson will be uh, their guests. And uh, Rick and the crew will be out there again at Bush's on 620. That is because at 7 o'clock tonight, we've got Longhorn Weekly with Chris Beard, a special basketball preview edition of Longhorn Weekly. So Longhorn Weekly at 7, you got Under the Lights, special time tonight at 8 o'clock as we get ready to close out the regular season of high school football and head into the playoffs. Get on out there to Bush's Chicken there on 620 in Round Rock and see them tonight. All right, the good news for a Longhorn is Bijan Robinson. He's a semifinalist once again for the Maxwell Award. Uh, that was announced today. That is a College Player of the Year Award, if you don't know. Uh, let's see. Tommy Nobis, Ricky Williams, Vince Young, and Colt McCoy have all won the Maxwell Award. And so this is another semifinalist um nomination, if you will, for Bijan Robinson. And speaking of the Texas Longhorns, Zay, there is more talk of a players-only meeting. I think this one's coming ultimately through uh, Jordan Whittington that told the media that there was a another players-only meeting to kind of, I guess, reset some things after the Oklahoma State game. What do you what do you make of it now that we know the first meeting kind of worked? I again bring it back. You know what I'm saying? If this is a group that's mentally tough enough to deal with these player players-only meetings and feel like they can take it upon themselves to work out all these kinks and work out all these flaws that were shown in Stillwater, then, hey, I'm all for it. But this team that you got to play on Saturday, they're for real, and they're confident. They feel like they could get to Arlington with the way they beat up on the same Cowboy team that you lost to. So I it's I don't know how to feel about this game yet. Maybe because it's just Tuesday. Maybe because we're still coming off the bye. But you see that Vegas likes Texas. And yeah. It's just like, all right, here we go again. Do we need to start drinking that Kool-Aid? And has Quinn Ewers gotten better these last two weeks where it comes to learning all his mistakes and watching film? And have Steve Sarkeesian's understood that, okay, I can't allow that to happen again, whether that's playing Hudson Card or making the offense very more, um, let's see, 
more basic for Quinn Ewers to make easier passes and not look for guys just uh, like Xavier Worthy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's it's going to be an interesting game, but we know the Horns got the talent. We'll see what happens with their secondary and how those guys come along with their injury problems. Anthony Cook, Ryan Watts I'm talking about. So there's a lot to look forward to, but hey, you could easily go 0-4 in these games also. Yeah, if I'm Chris Kleiman, I am absolutely playing the disrespect card to my team. With what that offense and defense just did, Vegas couldn't even give them like a, I don't know, yeah. give them the NFL theory and say make it a field goal favorite for the home team. Yeah, you couldn't even go that far. Yeah, and I gotta have you know a lot of respect for Chris Kleiman and for Colin Klein, the offensive coordinator. We, we all know about Colin Klein and uh, his days back at Kansas State. But for them to put an offense in that revolves around Adrian Martinez, a lot of run-based stuff from the quarterback spot, he gets hurt. And then bring in your backup, who isn't a running quarterback, who's more of a passing guy. You know, even though Will Howard had that amazing run against the Horns last year at DKR, where I think BJ Foster got pulled after that. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's capable, but still, he's not that type of runner. The plays are different. The way they're calling is different. For them to be able to adjust and not have it really affect them very much. That's that's some serious coaching, and that that's also what scares me because we know Steve Sarkeesian, especially on the road, he's prone to get out coached once or twice, uh, three or four times. So, will we see that? I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope the stars and the players on Texas overcome the coaching, but hey, it's yet to be seen. Yeah, uh, somebody says, "Where's the breaking news of Cooks to the Cowboys?" Wishful thinking. Yeah, that's what they're Brandon oh, Cooks. People, I guess that's so. I guess maybe that's the uh, that's the idea. Huh. Cowboys fans trying to figure out who they want today on uh, the trade deadline yeah, day. That's how it works. Jerry says they're working on stuff. We will we will see. Um, yeah, as far as Texas goes, uh, and we'll get you know as the week goes on. Uh, I did have a chance to watch, go back and watch K State. Over Oklahoma State, I really like the way Colin Klein was thinking through that game with Howard. Depending on who he has in, you know, in the Texas game, uh, the Longhorns are going to need to. They're going to really, really need to have as healthy a defensive backfield as they can because Kansas State's offense likes to put a lot of pressure on your DBs and they like to make your DBs make a lot of choices. Lots of choices. They want to mess with your eyes a lot. So we'll get into that. And uh, I know I've heard the afternoon guys, uh, Rod and Hards, talk about the players only meeting the first time and kind of likening it to you know marriage counseling or whatever. There are some relationships that go to marriage counseling a lot and they're really happy. Yeah. If that's your thing, that's cool. It's not something I think a football fan wants to hear about a lot, but occasionally to have players come together and lead something, coaches will tell you that's a good thing. Sarkeesian's been talking over the last couple of weeks about there are certain times where players are beating coaches out to practice or to a workout or to a meeting or something like that, and they really like seeing that. So that could be, you know, that could be it too. Yeah. I, I just liked hearing that Whittington was a part of it, Zay, because I'd also like to see him uh, get a couple more targets at least yeah. in a football game. Yeah, that one catch for 20-some yards that he had against Oklahoma State, that's just unacceptable. He's too valuable and too talented for him not to be utilized heavenly. And, you know, I, when you 
when you hear a players only meeting, it's only when it comes to losses because when you're winning, we're just hanging out. Right. We're just, we're just on our off time. We're all just chilling, having a good old time. Yeah, they call it lunch when you're winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just dinner, you yeah. know. It's just a gathering. We right. going bowling, we hanging out, people freestyling in the background, which I saw that Jameis Winston freestyle that he had before the game. Uh, that was whack. But anyway, <laughs> But that's that the fact that he's capable of doing that and has the confidence to do that, that that means a lot for a team down the line to be light on your feet and to have that, you know, just it's such a grueling game. The fact that Jameis Winston was freestyling, that is pretty cool to see. But, uh, you know, players only meetings. Uh, yeah. We'll see what happens on Saturday. Yeah. All I got to no, say, we'll get, see what happens on Saturday. You're going to have to see. Yeah, 6 o'clock kick. 2 o'clock is our pregame Longhorn Game Day brought to you by Bud Light. It'll crank up at 2 o'clock. We're going to be at Lavaca Street Bar on South Lamar. Aaron, Rod, and Hard's cranking it up for you at 2. All right, Zay, tonight is the first college football playoff rankings. When they get together and sit at the table, I think we can all agree that Georgia, Tennessee, and Ohio State have to be in this top four. For you... Who's your number one? Do you have a clear number one right now? Uh, you leave it with the dogs or you go somewhere else? Um, yeah, I'll leave it with the dogs. They're, they're the champs. Okay. I mean, every, a lot's going to happen this weekend. We'll see with that game against Tennessee. I'll throw Tennessee in there for sure. Could I make an argument that Ohio State should be one because they've been tested more than the other two? Yeah. But yeah. now Tennessee did beat Bama. That's true. Ohio State's beating Penn State, Ohio. You know what? I think I might by that argument, maybe Tennessee should get the one right now. Let them be one. I mean, they're about to play Georgia anyway. Make Tennessee the one. Let's go, I don't know, Tennessee one, Ohio State two, Georgia three. And then the big question is who's gonna be that fourth team? What's their argument gonna be? Do they like Bama as a one loss because they think they're that good? Or do they pick from Michigan, Clemson, TCU? And make make who make that team the number four? I would say Michigan. I would say Michigan just because they've been handling their business. But I could lean that way. I wouldn't make it Clemson though. Clemson feels uh, uh, Clemson shaky. They don't no, need to be four. Uh, you know how I feel about the ACC. The ACC is a basketball conference. Clemson yeah. needs to do something about that. I would throw TCU in their way before Clemson. I was okay. Can we give TCU? Do they have an argument over Michigan? Would you throw them in there? I don't think. In, so. I got. I don't think so. You go Michigan. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got to see a little bit more of TCU. Even though they've done their job, I mean, coming back for all these games, handling their business in Morgantown this past weekend, how can you not like them? But so I'm just going to I'm going to double check schedules here real quick. When Michigan beat Penn State, they were the 10th rated rated team in the country. So that is a obviously a nice win. And so far, TCU, if you care about ranked stuff, they beat Oklahoma, who was 18, Kansas, 19, Oklahoma State, who was 8, Kansas State, who was 17. They've beaten four different ranked teams so far. Like at that moment. That day, those teams were ranked. Michigan's only done that one time. That, to me, you could use as an argument for TCU. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Dykes has a team, man. No, he really tough as hell. He really does. And by the way, they have another. Are they going to look past it game this week? TCU hosting Texas Tech. Something the Dykes family, I'm sure, is going to pay attention to with all the history of, um, you know, of Spike and Texas Tech. But if they can get by that one, then they got the game here in Austin next week. I'm going to root for TCU to find their way into the four. I don't think the committee will do it, but they do like to get weird on the first one. Let's, yeah. all, let's all realize that. They love to get weird on the first one. Uh, last weekend they pointed out 
when Dan Mullen was on a game or hanging out with him in the studio that the very first number one team in a college football playoff, it was Dak Prescott and Mississippi State. Dan Mullen was the head coach. Dak, it was a year that Mississippi and Mississippi State were both really, really good, and it was Mississippi State that uh, got that first number one. So we'll see who gets the first number one tonight, 6 o'clock on ESPN, and then an hour later for you Astros, Phillies, and baseball fans, World Series Game 3, 7 o'clock on the scheduled start time, still Right now listed as McCullers for the Astros. Looks like Philadelphia might go with Ranger Suarez. Switch things around a little bit as they might reset their pitching. Astros may be thinking about resetting pitching as well. Would you bring Framber Valdez back a little earlier than you were thinking uh, because now you've gotten that extra day with the rain. Bring him back so he could work that ball around his hands unsuspiciously again. Uh Yeah, yeah, bring Uh him back. He he has the method. He has, you know, he has whatever it takes to get the job done. I feel him. Do whatever whatever it takes. World Series, whatever it takes. They call that pine tar. Pine tar. They call that, uh, yes, no, sorry, rosin bag. That's ah, what they call okay. that. That's a rosin, rosin bag. bag. Okay. Exactly. All right, All right uh, coming up at 1, it's our weekly conversation with Jeff Ward of the Jeff Ward Show. Up next, let's get you a little crap bag. Let's talk about that guy at Ohio State. We should probably learn how to pronounce his name if he's going to play like that. This is the horn. Definitely not at 38 special. I did not identify the 38 special correctly. Let's see if I can get this one. Hmm. How far back are we going here, Zay? Sometime in the 90s. Sometime in the 90s. Yep, so I know that's a swing in the mist for you. Individual singer or a group? Individual singer. Individual singer. All right. Let me take a sip here to waste time. <laughs> hmm. Vanessa Williams. I have no idea. No. Who Tara, Tara Kemp. Tara Kemp? Yeah. Nope. I don't know who that is either. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. By the way, I was sitting waiting to pick my daughter up from school yesterday, finishing up the Biggie Smalls album. So, I don't know. It's not like I had the windows rolled down or anything. Oh, man. But, yeah, some of the high school kids might have been thinking, why is that old man listening to Biggie Smalls? But anyway, I finished it up yesterday. Great record. Great record. That's classic. That's a great record, man. Hey, I'd be thinking, oh, this old man's dope. (laughs) (laughs) Look at him. This old man's What is this guy? Yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm telling you, I've run into situations over the last few years where when you mention... A rapper that I think is edgy, cool, badass. The kids look at you like, you're so old. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Yeah. And I feel like Biggie might be in the category 
where Biggie, Tupac, Jay-Z, whatever, you mention them and it's like just a blank stare. But I'm hoping I'm wrong. Uh, I feel like you're right, but it's all it's the kids' fault. It is. It's the generation yes. that's coming up. It's it's their fault. They got to appreciate their elders. They yeah. got to appreciate the uh, the biggie the biggie creations from '94 uh, and beyond. All right, uh, we uh, we got Tara Kemp and 38 Special getting us started today. Jeff Ward coming in at one o'clock, talking some Cowboys and some other stuff with us. He also has uh, a comment or two on that Austin FC game or their season ended abruptly three nil. In the Western Conference Championship game. Let's get into the crap bag and uh, we'll start with yet another NFL trade deadline story and then I'll try to get the pronunciation right. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. We'd already told you TJ Hawkinson to Minnesota. How about Chase Claypool? He's been the discussion point for a lot of people on the receiving front. Chase Claypool reportedly is headed to Chicago for a second round pick. So the Bears apparently are acquiring Chase Claypool, and there's a lot of discussion about what, if anything, the Cowboys will do. Also, Jeremy Fowler is reporting that the Texans have talked with Brandon Cooks about exploring a trade. We had a fan earlier as a Cowboys fan saying they would be interested in Brandon Cooks for maybe the Cowboys. We'll see what happens as the day I see Brandon Cooks. He's liking stuff on Twitter that involves him and Cowboys talk. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. right. So... If they can work some out, I feel like Brandon Cooks, he would prefer to stay in Texas. Might be interesting there, yeah. See what the Cowboys move would be, as we've talked about. Some teams in the NFC are making moves. All right, in terms of the crap bag today, I'm going to try to get this pronunciation right, and we'll celebrate the game he had. I do not usually go out of my way to root for or talk about Ohio State Buckeyes, but if they're going to play like that, we probably need to. I'm going to go with JT Tui Molowau. Did you watch that performance over the weekend? The man rocks 44. He is 6'4", 270, out of Edgewood, Washington. And he was a really, really, really highly rated recruit when he came to Ohio State. He has 15 tackles and three sacks on the year. He had six tackles, three solos, two sacks, three TFLs, two picks, and a touchdown on Saturday. And Zay, I don't know what's more impressive. That low pass that he was able to pick off earlier in the game, like off his shoes basically, to help Ohio State. The ball he knocked away early wasn't bad, which ended up in somebody else being picked off. But the freakiest thing was probably the pick six Interception at the end. he ended oh, up with, God. where he's shedding this guy who's trying to block him low, and then not only makes the catch but just walks it right into the end zone. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah, one of those edge guys that Ohio State's been so famous for these last few years, like Chase Young, Bosa Brothers, that he's one of those guys just like them. And, yeah, that that interception was just stupid. And just I loved his reaction after he scored. He just puts the ball down, and it was like – yeah, I do this. That was I, me. Yeah, yep. yeah, I do this on the reg. I'm him. And his whole teammates were like, yo, you see this guy, coach? They're all pointing, going back Man. to the side like, coach, are you serious? Do you see this guy? He is the main thing. He's the real deal. And, yeah, that's – 
That's what's so scary about Ohio State. They just have so many different guys throughout that lineup, just so much talent, all them five stars and looking to go to the league. They always have that slip-up game. I don't know when it's going to come or if it's going to come. Will it be that last game of the season, uh, that big-time rivalry that they got? Who knows? That will be mm-hmm. a big-time game. Right now it's two versus four, but, hey, there's a lot of football to be played. And, yeah, I wouldn't be – I would be very surprised if uh, Ohio State didn't make the playoff four. Yeah, sometimes it is the defense that will cause him to have that slip game, but if he's going to play like that, probably not. So if you don't want to try to mess around with Tui Moloow, they call him JTT. So maybe you can uh, can do that. But, hey, we all had to learn how to pronounce Tugabailoa because of, uh, of Tua's prowess. So yeah. that's one of the things I love about sports and following these guys and following their stories is sometimes we do get to learn how to pronounce uh, cool, hard-to-pronounce names. So Tui Moloow, 6'4", 270. He's a freak if you haven't seen him play. Incredible performance. I love it when defensive guys make big plays like that, and defensive guys throughout my life have just gotten bigger and freakier and twitchier and crazier, and they make better plays and better plays, and the J.J. Watts of the world will make a play, and my jaw drops. James Harrison makes that play in the Super Bowl, and my jaw drops, and a dude like this makes that pick and score, makes that one look so easy from... What what's the distance there on that throw from from Could Clifford? Have been Couldn't have been yards, right? I mean, there's no way it was ten. No, just a. I mean, maybe Clifford doesn't throw a bullet, but you know, what I mean, yeah. there's a little speed on it. Yeah. But to be able to adjust like that as a defensive player, if he just knocks the ball away, it's a great play. To do everything he did on that play is remarkable. Ohio State continues. By the way, they have a handle-your-business game at Northwestern this Saturday. That's an 11 a.m. kick. And tonight, it's the first CFP rankings. You know they'll be in. Where will they be? Would the committee dare throw them up at number one and say, hey, they've been you know, they've been tested against a couple teams, specifically that Penn State game. Uh, you give them love for that. Would, you know, would they end up... As, uh, as a number one team there. They did get 15 first-place votes from AP voters this week. Not surprised. And they have played – it's just Penn State that was ranked. No, 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 no. When they beat Notre Dame – remember, Notre Dame was five in the country when they beat them. So if you want to give them credit for that, Notre Dame's not awful. No. Notre Dame's heading into that Clemson game this week kind of looking all right. So that's 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 not a you know not a terrible win there. We'll see how those three get ranked: Georgia, Tennessee, Ohio State. Of course, Georgia and Tennessee are about to play. And then, do you make Michigan the four? Is Clemson the four? Does Bama sneak in as the four, or could the TCU Horned Frogs become that four? <laughs> I'm rooting for the Frogs, man. I want to see Sonny Dykes. Just throw them in now. You can kick them out. You, you, these these things don't connect to each other. Put him in. Make him four this week. Come on. We'll see. We'll see when they come in town next week. Uh-huh. We'll see when they come in town next week. Yeah. To see how if you want them that then. Because the Longhorns got something to say about it. I think you need to be concerned about dudes in burn orange <laughs> tackling Deuce Vaughn right now. I think you need to focus on Malik Knowles. I think you need to be worried about Kirk Warner's son that appears Yo. to be a pretty good receiver at K-State right now. Yo, Cade Warner? Yeah. Number 85? Yeah. Sonny. Two touchdowns in the last game. I mean, how can you not be a good wide receiver? You go out and play catch with Pops when you're 10 years old. Pops is out here throwing at 60 yards. Like, you kidding me? The guys had the upper hand from since birth. Cade's one of the few guys that can say to you, my dad throws better than you. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's one of the few guys that gets to say that. We'll be talking about those K-State Wildcats as the week progresses, but definitely check out that stud at Ohio State. Also, uh, your NFL turnover stat this week. Interesting. Eight and four this week. We're at 83% for the year. If you win the turnovers, you win the game. Check these bad performances this week. Carolina, Detroit, Houston and Green Bay were the four teams that won the turnovers and still lost the game. That's how good Buffalo was against Green Bay. They went ahead and lost the turnovers, and they still beat them and beat them pretty bad. Uh, Zay Carolina should have won, but DJ Moore and the helmet kind of changed that game. Let them take off his helmet. Let all the players take off their helmets. God, that's a stupid rule. As long as you're not throwing them at other people and uh, using it as part of a uh, you know a taunt, I could get that. Yeah. By the way, in the Philadelphia-Pittsburgh game, when the Eagles receiver, I believe it was A.J. Brown that did it, when A.J. Brown scores a touchdown and he points, points at, you, at one Steeler Patrick, and on then he you. points at the other guy. On you too. I, I love it, but if you're going to call taunting, isn't that taunting? Yeah. You're directly pointing at him yeah. saying, I got you. Oh, yeah. And I got you. That was a nice celebration. Oh, that was though. great. I liked it. That I liked great. it. And I do like the fact that they didn't flag it in that situation. Speaking of flags, shout out to old Miss Girl. Uh, she sent me an email thanking me. She's like, You were so nice on Twitter wearing the shirt because, you know, I lost the bet and everything. And then in her email, she says, Oh, by the way, I think number four just got 20 more yards on y'all. <laughs> That's just rude. Why be that? There's no need to be rude. But she did tell me, Zay, that in the SEC, they've recently had a soccer fight story. Women's soccer game between LSU and Ole Miss, they handed out three red cards, threw three players out of the game, two from LSU and one from Ole Miss. Like a legit fight broke out at an SEC soccer game. Yo, man. How about that? Those girls are getting nasty. Gotta watch out. Punching on the pitch there. All right. Uh, There's your uh, crap bag. We do it every day about 1245. Jeff Ward coming up next in the Flex 30 segment. Speaking of the ladies and sports, we'll talk about the volleyball all-flex team. We are down to the finalists now. Let you know where you can go see that list. Plus, we've got our teams lined up for a couple of Thursday games with some history on the side and a big Friday game as well. Stay with us. It is November. Time flies, and this is The Horn.